It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is Jack Leiter with the Texas Rangers. Welcome to the Texas Ranger Baseball Podcast with Jeff and John. Jeff Wilson started covering the Texas Rangers in 2008, though he'll never forget 2021. Out on his own, he decided it was time to do a podcast, but his wheels were spinning until a nerd came along. There's no going back now. Welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. Here's your host, Jeff Wilson, and the recliner nerd himself, John Moore. All right, and welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast. This is episode 19. Today, we're getting Smithy with it. And uh, Smitty, Smitty, we're going to have Josh Smith on here, Texas Ranger infielder, and he's going to come on and talk to us from his place down in Houston, Texas, and he'll be on right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superiorsportsinvestments.com. That's superiorsportsinvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. All right, guys, joining us now from the Texas Rangers baseball hotline all the way from Houston, Texas. It is Texas Rangers infielder, second baseman, shortstop, whatever you want to call it. Josh Smith. Josh, thanks for coming on with us. How's it going, guys? Thank you guys for having me. What an intro. The getting smithy with it, shortstop, second outfield. Love it. <laughs> Which one do you want to be referred to as? Give me in the lineup. I don't really care. <laughs> Put me in, coach. That's the. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me hit a little bit. Evolving. Where you play appears to be evolving or potentially. Yeah. Um, I honestly, right now, um, where I play. I guess I'm still a shortstop right now, but what, what what comes in the future, I'm not really sure. But honestly, just really excited uh, for this season, kind of getting close and everything. So I'm uh, starting to heat up a little bit and can't wait. Okay, so what, what are you doing right now from a workout perspective? Yeah, so I will uh, doing a little bit of speed work uh, pretty much daily, just more warm-up type, uh, some sled work, trying to get, trying to get faster, uh, weightlifting, and uh, hitting, hitting every day, throwing every day, and I'll probably start doing some ground balls here pretty soon. Are you working out with uh, buddies or old teammates? How, who you work out with? Yeah, so I work out at a place called DST in, in Houston, and uh, it's it's a bunch of pro guys. They have like three different sessions, and so there's pro guys from all over, uh, minor league guys, big league guys. So it's it's pretty cool, and uh, it's a good group to work out with. All right, and and. We, you you were you were in town Monday at the at the ballpark at your first look at it, um, but you also did kind of and I, don't, I hate to make you repeat yourself, but you did talk about the the, the likelihood that that you might have to become a little more versatile uh, with, with the additions of Seager and Simeon. First of all, it sounds like you're excited that those guys are on the team, uh, but then uh, kind of you got something you're going to have to tackle here. Yeah, so I mean. Like, obviously, me as a minor leaguer, you're always looking who's in, who's in front of me, you know, um, what, what do I got to do to get there? And uh, they, these, the two guys they just signed, Seeger and Simeon, can obviously really play. And uh, I think it's a pretty cool opportunity to hopefully get to play with those guys because they ultimately make your team better. And so I think that'd be a really, really cool opportunity. Um, like I said, I really – I haven't really been told that I'm going to be a, a – kind of utility guy but i mean i think it's almost kind of obvious that probably will and uh i'm excited for that opportunity if it comes uh, you, you when's the last time you played the outfield or have you ever played the outfield 
I've never played the outfield, but uh, I'll probably need to start taking some outfield fly balls. I really only played uh, shortstop, played third base my freshman year at uh, LSU, and then I've played second base when I was younger. So, Okay, okay. Um, but, I mean, you are uh, um, looking, at, looking at your profile and, and your history and things you've done. You can do a lot on a baseball field with the bat. Um, so for, for people who didn't see you in Frisco, people who stopped paying attention to the Rangers after they traded Joey Gallo, <laughs> talk about yourself. What's your, what's, what's Josh Smith's scouting report on Josh Smith? Yeah. So I've, um, I feel like I, I consider myself as, as the number one trait for me is just consistent. Um, people can say whatever they want and you're not going to come to the park and see this five, eight kid and say, God, that kid just ball explodes off his bed. He's got a cannon arm, you know? And so I try to take pride in showing up every day, being consistent. Um, that's something I've always done. I try to try to just lead by example, have fun. Honestly, I, I show up to the field every day, just blessed to get to go there. And really, I think just if you, if you go back and kind of look at my career, not bragging on myself or anything, but I've always kind of been consistent. And uh, that's one thing that I hope will, will take me uh, take me long in this game. And so we'll see. We're, we're all for bragging. Uh, Cole Wynn, he, uh, he has declared himself the best golfer on the Rangers team already. Right? He, yeah, well, that, he, that might be true. <laughs> he, he, had, he had really no problem saying it either. I mean, and, and cool. so if you want to brag, feel, feel free to brag. You can brag about anything. Um, yeah, I'm an unbelievable YouTuber, so that's my, <laughs> you know, that's, that's We're going to get into that in my portion yeah. of it. There you go. How to monetize this thing a little bit better. So we yeah. Can, right. uh, so, yeah. So, you you played basically seven weeks, I guess, in the Rangers organization. You started in Hickory, then moved up to Frisco. What what did you? What were your first impressions of of the organization and and kind of the talent level that that you played with? So my first first like picture of the team was like dang these guys they play hard um I, I really like that and not not saying the Yankees didn't play hard but it's just it's baseball no matter where you go and I thought that was pretty cool but the um the energy and like the compassion you could see in every player the coaching staff that was really really fun to be around they want to win uh, I know sometimes in the minor leagues um people get away from winning and I know these guys want to win and so that was very cool yeah uh, a good group, a good group of guys too. I mean, we we've had a lot of them on our our podcast. And Character, just all good guys. Character, yeah, that's a that's a big thing they preach in this organization. So I found out, and uh, if you go back and look at any of the teams who've who've won World Series, they all have pretty good team character, uh, great bonds, and I think uh, I think the Rangers are doing something special by putting together these kids. Yeah, and, and so talk about what went down Monday at the ballpark, kind of. Uh, while you guys were there, sounds like seminars, but not like lectures. Kind of sounded like kind of casual conversations with some like, you know, the front office, the the, the manager yeah. stuff. Like that. Yeah. So it was. Uh, there was I want to say seven or eight guys, something like that. Um, really, just like a kind of small group setting. Uh, we'd have some talks here and there with uh with the the top dogs. Um, get to know them a little bit, and them get to know us a little bit better. Um just kind of talk about values and expectations and, and things they can improve on things we can improve on uh, really just showing you a lot of like the behind the scenes work um, with their hitting their pitching uh, their front office we took a front office tour and got to see how many people are involved and uh, what a what a staff that's uh it's crazy what goes behind the operations of the game and uh, pretty blessed to be where we are yeah it's it's uh, you know I, I guess this is year 15. This will be season 15 for me covering the team. And uh, whenever I go to surprise, it's like dozens of people I've never seen before. And I don't know if we're supposed to be able to see them, you know, I, because they kind of keep, they kind of keep the analytics people like back in a dark room, I think somewhere. <laughs> but, I mean, they're, they're everywhere. And I think the staff yeah. is like in the last two or three years, honestly, I think the staff has, has increased by, like a hundred to 200 people legitimately they've made that kind of investment into it. And it's just, it's crazy. So do you like the analytics stuff? So for me, I, I like the analytics stuff a lot and I 
but I don't try to get too caught up in, in it, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I like seeing my numbers and seeing how hard I hit the ball and, and the spin and everything like that. But also I'm not trying to get away from, from the guy I am and I'm not trying to hit balls 124 miles an hour because it would give me a better chance of getting on base because I literally can't do that. And so <laughs> I just, I try to, I try to focus on just being myself and wherever I see the analytics can improve me. I, I try to go with that. You know, they, they put the analytics on the, on the big scoreboard at global life field, every, every at bat, every pitch, um, they'll put exit velocity on the foul balls. I mean, it, it, it all comes off. So it seems like that, and, and Donnie Ecker, I think, also wants the the community, the Ranger fan, to kind of embrace it because he said that's going to be the language. Is that yeah? Is that a language you learned at LSU, or is that something you've just kind of gradually picked up? Yeah. So my my first couple, honestly, my first year or two at LSU, it, it was it was it was getting there, the analytics and the exit velo and and all this stuff, but it wasn't it wasn't fully there until like my junior year and and really experienced in my first year in pro ball with the Yankees, um, just how important that stuff is, you know, that's the way the game's going, whether you like it or you don't like it, you know? And so it's, it's, uh, the guys who can adapt to it, I think are the ones who will go far in the game and, and use it to their advantage. And honestly, but, but like I said, just can't let it consume you, you know, you still got to be yourself. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Yankees, I mean, they're what 28 world series, um, kind of the, Seven, the, the 27, 27, well, whatever the, the, <laughs> the, it's a big number. They're, they're the, I guess the model franchise, uh, the Rangers have never won a world series. So, but what, what similarities do you, do you see in the Rangers and the Yankees? <clears throat> yeah. Well, first off, my time with the Yankees was awesome. I loved every second of it, but I'm, I'm extremely happy to, uh, to be here. And really just the similarities, in my opinion, are the markets uh, of the teams. Um, They're willing to spend the money, as as you can tell. Um, They have a big city, big fans following, you know. One's in New York and then one's in in Dallas, Texas, Arlington, Texas. And uh, they're big big cities, big markets. Uh, Fans are really into it. And I think that's really cool. And really just you can kind of feel – just the expectations of the Rangers organizations creeping back to where kind of where they were in, in 2010 and 11 when they were, when they were dominant. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. You know, you talk about the player investments, the half a billion dollars they spent, the, the ballpark you were in cost 1.2 billion and, and <laughs> they're on the, they're on the hook for most of that. I mean, what did, what did you think of that place? That place is special, man. I've, I've never seen anything even close to that. <laughs> they, uh, they have a sleep pod and, uh, you can take <laughs> naps in there. So I'm like, yeah, this thing has everything, man. Uh, <laughs> I need one of those. <laughs> my, yeah, I know. I might get in there a couple of times if I make it up, but, um, when, really just, when you make it up, uh, there we go. Hopefully. <laughs> and, uh, I was honestly just kind of overwhelmed at first. It's like, dang, there's a baseball field inside of this place, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I think LSU, to a degree prepared me a little bit, but I know the big leagues is a different dog. So sure. really just hoping one day I'll get there and, and get to experience it fully. Yeah. We, we, um, the writers haven't been allowed in major league clubhouses during the COVID era. So 2020 and last year we couldn't go in there, but after the season was over, they, they gave us a tour of the clubhouse. It was unbelievable. Like the, I, the I still haven't insane. seen it. Weight room's like a 24 hour fitness and the, uh, yeah. like the, the pool area, the floor, the way the floors are made, yeah. the floors are made so that you can just get off and drip, and the floors don't get wet. It's unbelievable. I know every, every every detail in there you could tell was extremely thought out, and it's it's special. Yeah, no, what? I mean it would be perfect for like parents with little kids who <laughs> oh, just yeah. don't know how to dry themselves off or whatever. And they just get out of the shower. <laughs> yeah, go. like hey, just, just get out of here on the floor for a little while. <laughs> Fine. Okay, so I, I can ask both of y'all this since I didn't. Jeff, you got to go tour it. I wasn't there that day, so I didn't tour it. Uh, um, he just uh, he just got to do it. Uh, Josh just got to do it. Does the visiting side have the same thing? No, I actually have no clue. I didn't. I didn't see that part. <laughs> it, it, I mean, we didn't either. But I mean, it's not going to be as nice. No, I mean there yeah. are not in clubhouses in the major leagues. The Yankee Stadiums is, is is probably the nicest. I mean, and believe it, yeah. believe it or not, Tampa Bay has a really nice visiting clubhouse. It's large. Everybody right. talks about how food is. 
So like players actually like going to Tampa. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah. Talking to some of the amenities are very good. Um, But, uh, you know, but then you can run into places like Oakland and the visiting clubhouse is a disaster. I mean, the whole place (laughs) is a disaster. But really, I've I've never seen any of them. Yeah. And like Wrigley Field, tiny and way tiny. I mean, it's it's pretty it it varies. But like the Yankees were are, are probably the best one. And then I would okay. I would guess this one's great, but we haven't been in it either. But I know. Yeah. I would assume it's pretty good. So <laughs> Yeah. 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 We've never heard a visiting team complain about their their <laughs> their accommodation. Yeah. That's a, yeah. yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah. And now you did get traded and, and this will kind of segue into what John's gonna ask you about. Uh what was that like? Yeah, that was really, really crazy. Uh I, I weirdly always had a feeling that I was going to get traded. I don't know why, but when it, when it hit and that day hit and I found out, I was like, wow, my world just completely changed in like yeah. literally three minutes for me finding out. And so I found out in the sixth inning from one of our guys, he was like, bro, did you hear? And I was like, I was like, yeah, man, we're trading for Gallo. And I, and I, and I was like, you know, for who? And he was like, he did like this. He goes, <laughs> I was like, me? For those that can't see that, he opened his eyes wide. There will be a video. I was like, like, me? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, me? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And I turn around, see my wife in the stand. She's like, like, thumbs up and stuff. And so, like, she didn't know if I was happy or sad. And I gave her one back. And so, it was was funny. Because I was excited. It's a new opportunity. And so. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, and you – you didn't like go by yourself because Duran went with you. And um, so at least, at least you had a little, a little familiarity yeah. in, in an entirely new place and entirely new part. Oh of the yeah. Country. That, that definitely helped out. So I, I played with, uh, I played with Duran and Trevor. I didn't get to play with Glenn Otto, but I, I do know him, but, but having those two guys with me, man, when he got traded was, and my wife, like that, that helped out a ton just cause like, you weren't on your own, you know, you had, you had people to rely on. And so that, that made it a lot easier. Yeah. All right. John, John plays the good cop. I play the bad cop and ask all the baseball questions. So it's, <laughs> there it's you time go. For John, John to, to take you off the hook here. Yeah. So yeah, you there were, you yeah, he was really just throwing fastballs high and up and inside there, wasn't he? As he did it. Hey, let me oh, ask yeah. you this. So you're from Catholic high school at Baton Rouge, Louisiana, right? Yes. Sir. So that's, that's where LSU is. So I'm assuming you were an LSU fan anyway. Did you play any other sports when you were growing up or in high school? Uh, so I played football my freshman year of um, – I played football my freshman year of high school and then quit because the guy in front of me was a guy named Darius Geis who played in the oh. NFL. And a guy behind me was named Clyde Edwards Hilaire who is playing oh, with the holy. Chiefs right now. <laughs> so I was oh, like, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired of scout team. <laughs> What so okay? I, I know baseball players are they wide receivers or defensive backs? What are they? They're running. Backs. I was Ru- you yeah, were a running I back. A, I was a run. I was a running back. I probably should have got smart and played a little slot back or something like that. But okay, so you know, <laughs> okay, go ahead. What were you saying, Jeff? You got smart and got out of the got off the football field. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the smart thing. Did you say you're yeah. five? Did you One say you're five eight? Five doesn't work. Five eight. Yes. Oh, five so eight. Five nine. Floating in between. I. I think I'm like five eight and three fourths. Give myself an inch. Call me five nine. Okay, that's a, that's about my height. Yeah. That, that's about where there I am. Go. And I and I was always listed taller. I think I was always listed five ten yeah. when I played. I didn't weigh 130 <laughs> pounds when I but I played high school football too. But okay. way back when I played, being my size wasn't a big deterrent. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's some big boys now, man. I'm oh glad my, I got out of that sport. I, I couldn't get on the field. Yeah. My, I mean, I have a daughter your age, so that's to tell you how long ago it was. Um, so let me ask you this. Now, when did you find out that you were going to be good enough to get drafted? You got drafted out of high school by the, by the Tigers in the 38th round. When did you start noticing, Hey, scouts are actually talking to me. Was it your senior year, your junior year? Um, so I really, Honestly, up until I was about 13, 14 years old, I was always good, but I was really small. And so like I actually on one of my teams, I didn't even didn't play like bad at ninth when I did or I played, but just bad at ninth, played second every now and then sit every now and then. And so I got to high school, played and I kind of developed a little bit, play with my own age. And uh, my freshman year had a really good year. We won our state championship that year. 
and then really just committed to LSU my sophomore year, had some scouts really kind of start talking to me my junior year, but then my senior year had some scouts like come watch me play and practice. And so that was pretty cool to get drafted out of high school. Yeah, there wasn't really. I mean, 38th round, um, you weren't going to go. I'm sure there wasn't – the money wasn't there. Yeah, but you, you no, were I, 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 yeah, I set my number extremely high out of high school <laughs> just because my, my, my dream was – number one to go to LSU and, and I wanted to do that. So I, I have a feeling I know what this answer will be, but um, LSU, of course, was there any other school interested or that you had any interest in? Uh, I didn't have any interest in any other schools, but but Mississippi State was actually the first one to like really get on me. Um, and I think that actually pressured LSU and to offer me a little bit. And so, but it was never a doubt I wanted to go to LSU. But you wanted, cause you grew up going there, I guess. Do you know? Oh, yeah. uh, did you know Foskey from your time in the SEC? Does Foskey know LSU? We used to spank them, so yeah, who knows? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Foskey's a stud, man. Yeah, uh, I, I I did. I knew him from then, but uh, I always I love playing those guys. And Foskey yeah, I mean, hit a couple home runs against us too. I think that's like the. I mean, that's that's a that's a big one. I mean, both I mean, both of those places are like college baseball. That was like yeah, we we were actually. We were always good friends with, with Mississippi State guys outside of outside of when we played them, but uh, it was fun. <laughs> oh man, and that that SEC baseball is some great baseball. Oh my gosh, it's an, it's oh, a fantastic yeah. baseball. Okay, second round by the Yankees. He talked about that. How did you find out? Uh, oh no, no, you didn't. You talked about that on the trade when you got drafted. Uh, how did you find out you were drafted? Were you watching it? Were you online? Yeah. So I always had heard like um, they're going to call you beforehand to let you know. And so I didn't hear anything until I was watching on the TV and I saw my name got called and I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) this is real. And then like immediately, like as my name was called, I heard Josh, like as my name was called, my phone was ringing at the same time. And so I didn't even answer the phone. I just celebrated with my friends and family. I had a couple of friends over and uh, it was, it was a really special day. Okay. And so then, then they called you and and that was it. So we talked about how you found out you were traded. We're going to get into something that was interesting. So right when you were traded to the Rangers, for those that don't know, so I'm going to do a little plug for you. um, Josh and his wife, Claire, have a little uh, YouTube channel and they do, it's called getting Smithy with it. And uh, Kennedy Landry, who you knew from LSU, she's the MLB Texas Ranger beat writer uh, who knew you yep. tweeted it out one day and said, you know, you were as us that cover the team. We saw it. And I said, well, what's this? It, it was kind of like a Netflix thing. I kind of got addicted, went back and watched some of these. You're one of the first videos I saw was really cool. It was the video when you got traded. Um, well, no, that was the second one. The first one I saw, and it's the, it's pretty interesting. It's the life of a newlywed couple in minor league baseball. And it was pretty, how did that, yeah. how, what, what, how did you guys come up with that idea? Yeah. So my, my wife, uh, she, she always really loved, uh, this one family on YouTube, um, who has nothing to do with baseball, honestly. The Holgersons. And, uh, and so she, now it's the ACE family. So she's, she's addicted to them. <laughs> and, um, and, and she was like, I mean, why don't we, we do something like this? You know, like we, we have a unique lifestyle in our opinions, uh, and, and not many people really know the behind the scenes of a baseball player or minor league player. And so, for us to be able to, to show that to, to some of her fans, she has a lot of like um, very girl girly fans, like not not uh, very educated on baseball. And so she's laughing at me right now. <laughs> well, she needs and to say so, hi. Yeah, she'll come on in a sec. Uh, <laughs> oh, she has a hair mask in. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and so we, we started doing that, just trying to honestly just spread spread the game a little bit. And then it was doing all right. You know, the channel was, was getting by a little bit. We were making videos, having fun. And then I got traded and it just like took off. And so that was really cool. We had a whole new fan base come in on that. I, I found it fascinating. Yeah. The, the trade episode was really cool. She was outside in the car and I've been around Frisco and you go out where you park out there and you see the wives or whoever's around and out there. And it, it was very interesting. Now I have a daughter that's y'all's age. So Jeff and I, social media is kind of, I tried to do a TikTok yesterday, my first whatever. <laughs> I tagged you in it, by the way. Oh, I got to go check it out. <laughs> it, was, I gotta go check it, out. It, it was, uh, it was you coming on, then it was a clip from Monday and then it was kind of, I was trying to make it funny. And I realized maybe I can't do that. My, my kids are all into this stuff. Uh, it's, it's hard, but once you, once you go for it, man, that thing is addicting. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's addicting. Well, now TikTok. Now, on the other hand, TikTok. You've got like sixty-one thousand followers on what? How did you get into that? Yeah. So my wife uh, is like, I guess you can say TikTok famous. So she's <laughs> she's like about to be like 100k and so she was doing it and uh and i was like you know what and she's getting all these opportunities and cool stuff and and getting to do things that we never got to do and stuff and so i was like you know what there's not many minor league guys who do it i'll get on it and start start posting some cool stuff just to let people really know like yeah instead of having a youtube video where it's like you know everything's real full time just kind of short clips of it and i was like you know what i'll, I'll do this and start start showing some stuff and then we've we've expanded to some other other stuff and stuff. so it's been it's been fun and it, guys it's a lot of fun it's all g-rated stuff they're a newlywed couple they get on there and they do <laughs> newlywed couple things and and fun stuff the kids can watch it believe me it's really cool and funny um and i i enjoy it and i didn't think i would i'm one of these old fogies would go what <laughs> but my kids are into it i've got a 17 year old son and a 15 year old son in fact i'm gonna i've got to tell this tiktok my kids watch tiktok and they they do all that and they watch the videos and all of that my daughter who knows i've had on me and jeff have had on all kinds of major league players we've had all the minor league players that were there with you monday for the first time ever i called my daughter last night and i said look I'm having this guy on. Josh Smith's going to be on our podcast. He is a big TikTok guy. He's got like 60. She's like, who is he? And so I said, how do I make one of these little videos to kind of put it out there? So I, she was like, he's got 60,000. I mean, she was. A- <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. So that, we, that's funny. So we, we put that on. Now, let me now. Now, Claire lived with went and followed you all around last year right because and, and I, I know that was kind of the deal she she drove down to hickory after you were traded you i remember y'all packing up the hotel you go get on a plane because yeah. they need you there you take off same thing happened when you left hickory for frisco she drove to amarillo with one of the other wives i mean I'm, i've seen all the videos i'm like a <laughs> I'm, awesome. I'm a youtube guy in. yeah so i've been watching all this stuff now is does she plan on this summer is she going i know she's got some school she's been talking about is she going to be coming out wherever you're going to be this summer yeah so she actually um she got into dental school and was and was gonna go and uh last second she she couldn't she and i don't blame her honestly it would have been a lot a lot for us to do dental school and traveling so we wouldn't have got to see each other a lot so she's actually full-time doing working with social media brands and, and doing everything like that for uh for a living and uh, and she loves it and so she gets to travel with me and so she'll be with me all year so that'll be fun have you heard any way how th- for the first time uh your housing is going to be paid for that's the new thing in the cba um is for young couples i mean i know a lot of you guys are old enough to be married i have a daughter your age who's married she's been married a year um are they gonna are the facilities have you heard anything about what they'll do are they gonna a place that y'all can stay together or are you going to get a stipend yeah. or something? So I actually, I, I have heard that they're paying for our living, but on details, I actually really don't know much about it. Um, I'm hoping, honestly, that'd be pretty, pretty cool and fun, but I really, I'd be lying to you if I said I knew. Okay. All right. We're getting down to the, to a few more. So what, what do you do when you aren't playing baseball? Do you, do you golf, hunt, fish, anything like that? God, I wish I could golf, but I, I might even start trying to play right-handed. I'm so bad. Um, <laughs> I, I hunt, I do a lot of hunting or I say a lot. I, I hunt a little bit, um, deer hunting, uh, hang out with my wife. We're big foodies. So we, uh, we like to go eat at restaurants, um, drink a lot of coffee. I'm really into like stocks and stuff like that. So I, I like following that. That's follow your investment portfolio. Hmm. yeah exactly so maybe follow it a little too much but that's fun i like real estate uh i'm into real estate i i have some properties back home and so i keep up with all that stuff too i mean that's what, what i do for a living Josh, there you what, go what, if, if baseball wasn't gonna work out, what were you gonna do pray my wife gets more tiktok famous so i don't have to work <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm, not I'm kidding that. honestly if if i I think for me, one would either be real estate, but I, I love the game so much. I would love to coach or something like that. Be something like that. Well, you know, you segued into this perfectly. What is your favorite food? Favorite foods. My wife thinks it's funny, but I love a good cheeseburger, man. Just a good 
prime cheeseburger. There ain't nothing wrong with that. that. Claire, there's nothing yeah, wrong with that. <laughs> Simple. Claire, Simple. leave him alone. There's nothing wrong with a good cheeseburger. Not at all. Not at all. You got a spot in Houston where you go get a go get a burger? There's a place actually right by our uh right by our apartment. It's called the Burger Joint. I had it for the other time or for, for the first time the other day, and it was it was really good. You give it a but thumbs up. Honest, I, I do, but I think the best burger and I'm really not lying. I make the best burger. That's my brag for this show. I make the best go. burger. There you go. Dude, that's <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, it's like a, it's an, it's an animal style burger, but, but I can, I can do it pretty well. From deer meat or something like that or some, are you, uh, no, just, just like ground, just right. grounded from, yeah, just. Okay. So percent fat. I know that Claire's there, so I might not get the answer I want here. So what is your favorite home cooked meal and who cooks it? Ooh. Well, I mean, it's his burger. Well, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is, <laughs> but so yeah. Non Josh Smith cheese. That is a good one. Non, non burger. Uh, oh, actually, I've been starting to make gumbo a lot. Uh, uh -huh. I've been making gumbo um, and I make a crawfish etouffee. That's pretty good. So that's my Louisiana roots coming in a little bit. Yeah, it's in your blood. Oh, right? and, and she just yelled from the back, pastelaya. So those are my three favorite, honestly. I love does, she, does she make the pastelaya or, or is that uh, all you? Are I you the cook? All, all, no, we both cook. So I make all those like the, those types, but she does a lot of daily cooking. Like she, she just made tacos. Uh, she stir fry. She, she can actually really, really cook. She makes a, what's it called? The spinach, what? Your cream spinach. I don't know. She makes some cream spinach. That's really, really <laughs> that good. Actually she sounds can cook. Good. That sounds really good. Yeah, cream. she can cook. Anything at cream. Give me a cream. Oh, God. You got to. <laughs> yeah, throw some cheese in there and it's good. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm, I'm right there. You can't see. I'm a, well, you saw me yesterday. I'm a money. I'm a fat guy. I'm losing weight, though. So I'm doing better. So we're, we're doing. Okay. There we go. We're going to play a thing. I play it with all the guys that play out in the field. It's called the home run game. You're going to talk about all three right. home runs. First one, very first home run you ever hit over a fence. How old were you and where was it? I was 13 years old. It was in South Haven, Mississippi against the Arkansas Mallards. Okay. It was a, uh, we were down, down by one, hit it to tie the game. We ended up losing, but it was best day of my life. Did you pull it down the line or what'd you do? Turn on it? I hit it to center field, actually. Center field. Okay. Second yeah. one. The most exciting one was, did you ever have a walk-off in college, uh, high school? The most, the, the biggest one that was the biggest impact one you had? So my biggest, if you got a couple, you can name them. That's all right. Yeah. I had one as a freshman in Omaha, uh, against, uh, Oregon state. That was a good one. But my actual favorite one is there, there's a cool video on it too. You'll have to try to go find it. I can't, I can't find it anywhere, but, um, it was against Ole Miss. So we were down by six, um, with two outs, nobody on, we ended up coming back. We hit a home run another home run. And then I came up and so I hit another home run to tie it. So I went back to back to back to tie it. And then we ended up losing. I oh. know <laughs> uh, it was, it was like a storybook ending and then we blew it. Okay. Last home run, the bomb, which one is the bomb? Which one did you hit the moment you barreled it? You went, Oh my goodness. I got it. And how far you think it went? Yeah. Um, probably that one actually. <laughs> <laughs> the really? one in college. Yeah. That was that was a good one. Um also the one I hit in Omaha was was two of the ones right right when I hit it, I was like, those are those are gone. But oh. in Pro Ball, um I hit a couple early in uh and in, in Tampa this past year that were hit pretty well. Hit pretty well. What what distance? Yeah. Did you get four hundred? I actually hit one, I don't know if this is beefed up a little bit, but I hit one in Amarillo. I think it was like now the ball flies here, so I don't know if, if it's real or not, but I think it was like 462 or something like wow. that. Wow. Okay. Was that up there during the, the last series or was it just earlier in the year? It was It was actually, it was like two weeks before that. So ball flies there. I had three home runs in double A and they were all there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 460 feet. It yeah. doesn't matter if you're up there or not. That was going to be gone. Did you win the yeah. game? Because your first two, you lost. I think we did win those. All right. I think we did. Trip. Yeah, All right. we did. Okay. Last one. This is the last question. Then we're going to let you get out of here. Now, this is a fun one. And Jeff, loved, I always have a great example of it. Oh, do yeah, you, do you know Brock Burke? 
I do not. You know the name? He's Rockford, a pit. He, he, he is a pitcher in your organization. Uh, he, and and I asked him he's this question. Him. He is a he's a pitcher. He's a, a probably. Okay. I'm still learning. I'm still yeah, learning no, no, a you, lot you, of names. Yeah, he didn't. Last year, I think he, he was, was in AAA. He, he was in AAA last year. So okay. When I asked him this question, he's had by far the the funniest, the best. And you can't use TikTok or YouTube as your answer. What is something okay. that nobody knows about you? Brock Burke is a sleepwalker. And if you go ask anybody that's ever roomed with him, they will tell you historical stories about middle of the night out on the road. And he gets up and starts oh, punch, punching pillows and screaming <laughs> at people. And it scared them, scared the crud out of them. Man. And yeah, it, it doesn't have bad. to be that crazy, but what is something that nobody right, knows about think. Josh Smith? Something that nobody knows about me. <laughs> Can you help me out on this one a little bit? Oh my gosh. No. Um, man, something that nobody knows about me. Oh, easily. I would love to be a singer. Like, <laughs> I would love more than anything to be the lead singer of a band. Oh my God. Clara just cackled hysterically in the background. That was funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if that's a. Like, I, I, I would do anything to be a, like a singer in a lead band or like a stud movie actor. Wow. That's very cool. I, I I've done a little yeah. acting myself, but, uh, that, that's what kind of music. Are you looking any, any kind of music? Like an alternative type music, like, like, uh, like, like Coldplay or something like that. Gotcha. Very now you can yeah, sing, I, can, I guess a little, like, like a little bit, not much, but, I don't. I couldn't where, sing for you guys you on here. I'm not too comfortable. <laughs> you think I could sing a little bit? She said, "Please don't." <laughs> we're not gonna ask you. Yeah, we're, 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 <laughs> that's we're hysterical. Good. Well, Josh, uh, anything else, Jeff? No. No. Just looking forward to spring training and then uh, uh, yeah. getting a chance to watch you watch you play a little bit and then see where everything falls. Yeah, there's no doubt. You'll probably be in Frisco when this thing starts, and uh, I, I get out to a lot of those. I'll be at the big league level when you get there. Spring training, Jeff will be out for sure. I'm trying to get out there for some of it, and we'll run into you out there and, and say hello. All right. But, man, I really appreciate you coming on, Josh. Absolutely. Thank you guys both for having me. Uh, this, was, this was really, really fun and good to meet you guys. Yeah, it's good to meet you too, and, we uh, again, we appreciate you. Yeah. That's Josh Smith, Texas Ranger infielder, in the trade last year for Joey Gallo. Josh, thanks so much. Have a good one. Thank you, guys. All right. Take care. Okay, man. Golly, what a good kid. Another one. Yeah. Um, these guys are all good kids. Oh, golly. We say it every week. Character. Kind of, we got to come up with something new. But um, I'm, you know, I, I wasn't like that at 23. No. So, I, so but anyway. You know, and, 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 you know, we talked to John Daniels after, uh, we talked to all the players on Monday and Monday. Yeah. And John Daniels said that they have told Josh that he has a place in their future. You know, it's, uh, he, he doesn't have a position right now, but he has a place in their future. And, you know, so people are thinking he might get traded or whatever, you know, just because you have a surplus at a position doesn't mean you have to get rid of it. You want your best players on the field. And obviously this guy's going to be, talented enough he's athletic he's going to be able to move around and, and, and do things he's hit everywhere he's been he's hit he can get on base and can run a little bit you're going to want that so um you know i don't think there's an immediate rush or need to trade any of these prospects let it play out you really don't even make a move positions you know they can try a couple things here and there yeah but you know keep them where they are let them develop another year and then see what see where it takes them you know i've i've, I've heard really good things about josh uh yeah he, he, he's the type of, type of guy. I know he's only played a double A for a little while, but you, you, you never know. You know, he, he can do so much. He can fit on any team. And the Rangers have a history of, of putting guys on the roster who are like him and who, who don't have a ton of experience and, 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 and just got to have them. So um, it, it'll be interesting to see again, you know, he, he's new to the organization. We don't know a lot about him. Right. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be fun and, and interesting to, to, to see what develops. Well, and, and, and honestly, his, his athletic ability is what's going to keep him there. He's athletic. When you're a shortstop and a good shortstop in the minor leagues, yeah, Corey Seager's in front of you. Um, but that's a type of guy right there. That, I'll tell you what to watch. I imagine, like you said, they're going to they're gonna keep Duran 
Foscu, um, and, uh, and, and Smith, all three, will probably be playing middle infield positions when the season starts. If one of them's tearing the ball off the cover and doing well, don't be surprised. When you see one move to center field, uh, those middle guys tend to stay up the middle. That's a fast guy. He's 5'8", weighs 5'9", about 180 pounds. He's quick, fast, stole some bases. Um, mm-hmm. If they move him to center field, that means he's doing what they like and it's time to look at a position change. And, and yes, he could be a utility player. He could be in, you know someone coming up. But he, he's hit the ball everywhere he's been. And, and that's different from Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who I love as a utility guy and a gold glover. Isaiah didn't hit great coming up through the minor league system. He kind of developed it once he got up there out of necessity. Yeah. They brought him up, then they tried that catcher thing with him. And then he turned <laughs> into a better player. <laughs> he laughed. It's always hysterical that he's got that in his bag. But yeah. but this guy has hit well um, and put up, uh, you know, uh, IKF didn't hit home runs in the minor leagues. Right. This guy hit, what, 14 last year, 13 total. He's hit 16. Yeah, I remember, I remember, I remember uh, Kiner Falefa, it was 2018. He'd never hit a home run in the professionally at any level, and he hit one in spring training. Like we were all kind of looking at each other because we knew that. And then, then he came up and he hit five that year, and yep. he slowly built the built it up. But it's it's just not enough. No. And uh, but again, he's a nice player to have. And, Absolutely. And a winning team would be happy to have him. And the Rangers are planning to be a winning team at some point. So uh, it, it you know this stuff's all going to have to play itself out. Sure. And it, and it would you know yep. and and. You know, baseball is a business, and and that's the business end of it. So, um, we'll see, and we'll see what happens with Josh. Speaking of speaking of Josh, you you've been doing a, a prospect countdown at jeffwilson.substack.com, five ninety nine a month or sixty dollars a year. Yep. Um, he's one of the the five prospects who <clears throat> I think it's safe to say will be on your in your top five tomorrow. If you've been reading it and you've got the 15 before the top five, you know that Josh Smith was not on the 15 before. If you can't deduct that he's in the top five, then 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 I really know nothing about prospects, <laughs> which people would say that, that anyway. Your problem. It's their problem. Yeah, that's their problem. Um, yes, he has made my top five, um, and that will come. That drops tomorrow. I put it. You've got it now. You Friday. Yeah, it'll be Friday on the farm. Friday on the uh, farm. That's my editor. I'm talking to here, so he's okay. got it in front of him. Um, tell me this: the fifth. Let's talk about the fifteen before. Any surprises? Anybody you? I know you're going to do a list. Your list will be more in depth. You will have people. First of all, I've I've put this in there. People know you cannot have played. You cannot have made a major league debut and been on my list. It's just right. You can be on a forty man roster, but if you have even been in the dugout and thrown a pitch or taken a swing, you have been in the major leagues. So you can't be on my list. Anybody that you were surprised at? Anybody? Uh, no, not really. I mean, those are all those are all names that you know. I would I would assume that we'll get bumped from my top twenty because I'm going to have uh, Sam Huff. Sure, uh, Leody Tavares. I mean, that's a well. No, Tavares, Tavares is out of rookie status. So. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. But I, so I'll probably have him, and and I'd have to look in, in AJ Alexi and see where that falls. But um, it's Glenn Otto. I mean, it's going to be the same group of guys, uh, and that's not bad. The order is going to be different. I, I know that, having seen your list and, and knowing what I'm direction I'm heading. But I'm going to go beyond twenty. I may go to forty. Okay. Um, you know, I, I I really need to sit down and start doing it uh, more more formally than just like, oh yeah, him, him, him. I need to actually write it down and right. Wait weigh things out and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I, I, I've said this before. I did it for uh, Baseball America last year, and it is hard. And it was it was hard then. Um, and and now you throw in all these extra players that the Rangers have picked up uh, sure. through trades or, or signed internationally. And that, you know, they're, they're getting a new class on uh, sun, Saturday, the period to open Saturday to sign international guys. Right. They've been linked um, then, to a couple. And then the great, the great draft class. So, you know, it, it's just going to be a, a, a harder uh, task uh, this year. And, and guys who might have been in the top, you know, somewhere between 20 and 30 last year, they're going to, they, they might find themselves between 30 and 40. Um, but it, it's, it's kind of a fun exercise. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's fun to talk to guys, you know, executives about them and, and what they think. Um, you know, they can't talk about 40 man guys. So yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to go with what I know on Vanasco and Huff and, and Alexi, which I, I think we'll be able to, to do just fine. But 
Um, it's, uh, it really is kind of fun. And if you're a prospect guy, you know, a lot of people do the lists, uh, in, in the, in the area, Jamie Newberg does one, um, you do one, mm-hmm. others do that. Um, you know, it's, 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 it makes for good debate and it kind of, I'm telling you, if, if you just watch the Rangers only pay attention to the, the major league team, you, you kind of need to go a little bit deeper, you know, you, because sure. when somebody comes up and are like, Oh, who's this guy? Yep. You know, it, 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 it probably helps to know him and have an idea. Um, so like if nobody knew who Curtis Terry was last year, for instance, and he comes up and goes three for 32, you're like, Oh, this guy's a bum. And he's probably not a bum, you know, he, he, right. he, he's a lot better than that. So anyway, um, no, you're, you're, you're exactly right. And, 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 you know, look, uh, the, for those that have read the 15, I had, um, it, it just to show you how things change last year, uh, number 16 on my list was Blaine Krim, who had a great year, by the way, and took that into the, into winter ball and played well in, in, in winter ball. Was he in Dominican or was he in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico, where he was yeah. the, you know, he was the, the player of the year there. He got bumped, not because of anything he did on the field. First of all, defensively, he's, there's questions of where he's going to be defensively, but the Rangers added prospects. They had a draft. Mm-hmm. They made trades. And I'm sorry, it's my list, my opinion, that actually bumped him. <laughs> you you have every right to argue with that. That's fine. I don't, I don't I, you know, and it's not any disrespect to Blaine Krim, who I think is a major league player, especially if he hits like that. Uh, it's just, in my opinion, some guys are, they got higher ceilings than, than Blaine Krim. That's the way I see it. Yeah, and and it's you know it's projection oh this is all projection um scouting at any any level any sport is projection you know and yeah. you 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 have college football teams that that bag eight five-star prospects sure all right how many of those eight actually turn into heisman candidates or first-round draft picks absolutely yeah it, it's it's a it's a crap shoot and um that that's kind of always the example you know you when you draft a class of, of high school football players, yep. you're really not going to know about them until they graduate. And that's kind of like when you draft a bunch of, 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 of any MLB draft, it takes three, four, five years to figure out exactly these, you know, how that draft class was. So, um, but anyway, it's all based on projection. You know, that's why, that's why you see somebody get taken. Who's a six, four lefty that weighs 160 pounds and throws 85. Right, they think he's going to grow into some velocity, and they like the way he spins the ball and think it's going to be good. So, yep. that's the the term is always projectable left-hander. Well, you know, technically, you have projectable right fielders and proje- projectable center fielders because that's what this is. Well, and and one of mine was Cole Reagans, who's number twenty on my list. He has not been on the list for two years because of injury. Um, and last year, he comes back in 2021. You look just on the surface at his numbers. His ERA was a little higher. You may look to yourself and think, oh, you know. But I saw Cole Reagan's pitch. I saw what he did. I saw how he, how he progressed this year and how he did. That guy, is he's going to the major leagues. He looks good. He got some innings under him. I put him back up at 20. I think that this year could be breakout for him. I really think Cole Reagan's is on the rise. He may end up being a bullpen piece. Uh, especially with the arm trouble and two, uh, he had two Tommy John surgeries. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, look at Brett Martin, who it, for whatever reason struggled in the minor leagues as a starter, turned into a reliever, and now he's been, what, three years in the big leagues as a left-handed reliever that people need. Yeah, I think to protect Reagans, he keep him in, as a starter and let, him, let his arm keep getting stronger and then figure it out. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting list, so go check it out at uh, jeffwilson.substack.com, $5.99 a month, $60 a year. Um, all right, uh, we were going to talk about the labor stuff, but there wasn't a lot to it. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think it's good that they are meeting and actual things were exchanged, and, you know, that's, I mean, it's a negotiation, so it's going to go back and forth like this, and one side's going to be pissed, and one side's going to be happy, sure. but yeah. MLB even, it, you know, acknowledged that they wanted to address a certain aspect of what the players want with this proposal. So yeah, the players aren't going to get everything they want in the first offer. So uh, we'll just, we'll just kind of monitor that one. It can get kind of aggravating to just keep going back and forth on sure. it. But before we uh, sign off on episode 19, yes. Um, uh, we need to say goodbye to Kelly Gavin, who is the Rangers team photographer. Uh, she's a, uh, she's great. I mean, just great and you know every 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 good photo you have seen the past i don't know 10 years 
uh, from put out you know, by the Rangers has been shot by Kelly or 98% of them have. Yeah. Um, and she's a great personality. The players really, really like her. Everybody likes her. Nobody dislikes Kelly Gavin. So uh, she's going to move to Florida. Her, her parents just retired down there. Uh, so she's going to go down there and, and do some freelancing stuff. She's already got some gigs lined up. So uh, look for her stuff. And if you, if you ever need a photographer, uh, she'd, she'd probably travel out here if you, if you made the right deal. So anyway, <laughs> we're, we're saying bye to, to Kelly. Uh, the new photographer is Ben Ludeman. He's been on staff for a while, yeah. uh, you know, a good guy. And, uh, so you'll, you'll be seeing some good, continue to see some good stuff, uh, uh on the photo front, but, uh, everybody's going to miss Kelly. Everybody like Kelly. Yeah. And, and yeah, to echo that. Yeah, that was, there was a little gathering yesterday to send her off, um, and do that labor talk. Like we said, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I've been open about my opinion that they need to just sit in a room and hatch it out, but that's not the way this works guys. When you're, this is a huge negotiation over labor. This is not, you guys just sit down and hash it out. That's what I want. That's what all you want. <laughs> But it's got to be, as a guy that deals in contracts that go back and forth, it's you make an offer, we're going to look at it, we're going to counter the offer, and I just hope that these meetings get closer and maybe here in the next two weeks they get this thing figured out. It doesn't look that way right now. Well, it's January 13th. You know, if – if each side has like February one as their deadline, then it'll get it'll get done. Sure. But I don't know that they have a soft deadline, and and you know the close the the longer this goes, then the spring training may get pushed back, regular season may get pushed back, and no nobody needs that. Just just sit down and figure it out. Especially us if we're trying to travel, you're trying to book travel right, and figure out when you're going to go. We need to know. They're screwing with us. <laughs> Exactly. Forget them. They're screwing with us. Absolutely. That's where we draw the line right there. Well, <laughs> well, I think that's it, Jeff. What a great episode. That was a lot of fun. Anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm just real glad that uh, we're finally getting to know Josh. Um, yeah. And, and the, I'll also say this. We got too many Joshes in the organization. We're going to have to start changing some names around here. Yeah. Because Jay Smith, something like there, that. There were, there were three Joshes in one sentence, I think, uh, the other day with John Daniels, and it really confused me. But I, I figured it out. But. <laughs> We got. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to go in here and do some stuff on. on we'll start job. calling him Smithy or something. He's got that the, the YouTube channel. We'll call him sure. Smithy with it. Um, big thanks to Josh Smith for coming on here today, Jeff. Again, thanks for getting me over here to co-host this thing. It's been a lot of fun. Hey, we are eventually moving to a studio, guys. I think uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're trying to get that short up, and that'll be a great time. Um, I think that's it. Till next time, we'll see you at the yard. <laughs>